Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, I think he can hear me, Mr. Andy Molitor. It's also Friday, so we bring in Matt Rooney to talk a little baseball, talk a little college football, but did anybody hit their sports equinox parlay? I lost mine by one because fuck the New York Rangers. Um, I know Matt, you guys that had the over in that hockey game that didn't go well. And I was, yeah, I was the over in the the Bruins game that didn't go well. Both, did. oh uh, yeah, I think like I was the only person. The Ducks were four, and yeah, didn't come close. You I was yours, the only Andy? person to get a hockey pick right. Which what was funny, your hockey pick? I, uh, just the uh, pens over. It was like oh. five nothing. <laughs> we all went Quick. three and three or four. Yeah, no, and I had the baseball over too. That didn't get there, so I, um, you know, two and two. What you gonna do? Basketball that that basketball game was uh, a slog. That really slowed down right away. Never got there. Um, I did play the Alave prop on its own, which made me feel a little better. I played a couple, like I said, the Juwan Jennings slash Juwan Johnson prop that somebody else gave me. So hit a couple props in the game. Um, that was a, a roller coaster last night. Of like, I was really really close to just adding another teaser to my Patriots Monday teasers and saying. Patriots and then because it got up to two and a half and I said maybe Saints plus eight and a half is a decent teaser leg the total isn't super high I, I kind of like him as a side anyway and f- at 14 six I was pissed pissed that I was like oh man yeah I outsmarted myself by staying off this game didn't bet the Saints teaser leg and then you know like four minutes later it's like oh god thank god I didn't then Andy Dalton fucking... happened yeah then Andy Football Dalton hit that fast. and and then truthfully in the long run at the end they kicked that stupid field goal eight and a half point teaser or the eight and a half point the plus eight and a half in a six point teaser would have cashed it did so I'm glad I just didn't stress that anyway I did have the second half Saints uh, on the deep dive halftime show. So we did bet some Saints second half minus whatever, minus one and a half, minus two, whatever it was. They did, they covered by six in the second half. So that got home. Drew bet some overs that got home. And then, yeah, like all the props that people had bet kind of got there. So it was a fun ish game in its own unique little way. But uh, yeah, Much we'll get to. We had touchdowns, yeah, so that was fun. We had we had touchdowns on Thursday. That was uh, the main thing. So, and the baseball game wasn't great after the first few innings. That just kind of slowed down. I don't know. I I I thought the Yankees could have scratched out a couple more runs. I'm not a super well. Big if fan you heard there. Aaron Boone in the post game press conference, it was the wind's fault they lost. Yeah, the wind because Aaron Judge's home run should have been out, but the yeah. but the wind but the roof was open. I thought that was the hilarious explanation. Uh, How do you go into the median state? Blowing in, yeah, but you can't be like, well, you know, we probably would have won if the roof wasn't open. It's like so on, there there are rumors. And God, that was another reason to bet the over. The roof was open. There are rumors that the the way that the HVAC system was uh, installed in the old Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome that the fans, if you turned, you know, certain sections of the HVAC on, it would create a, a general breeze blowing in like, it, or, or some, it was either a breeze or something to do with how the, the pressure you got inside the twins the stadium. would do this every time the revisiting team was hitting. The, yeah, so the, that's are, why the White Sox always lost there. No, the, there there were rumors that even during the World Series games, because the the Twins in '87 and '91, both World Series went seven games, both World Series only home games, only home team won. 
So Minnesota, there's rumors that like in the, the right half innings, the AC would be either on or off to make the balls carry a little further for the uh, Twins bats or maybe uh, die in the outfield for the Cardinals and or Braves. So we had something uh, like that. We had something uh, like that at the old Vet Stadium. It, get, it used to get real windy and they'd have these wind tunnels. And apparently if they closed and opened certain entrances during field goals, yeah. apparently uh, there was complaints of that. Hijinks, exactly, Patrick. Yeah, and Dan Dan says this is a fact. That's why Kirby Puckett Kirby Puckett hit that ball country mile. That that would have been out. That would have been out in all all thirty fields today. Any field that's ever been built, Ebbets Field, any any baseball field in Japan, basically every field in America and around the world. But let's let's talk baseball since we're heavily into rolling now. Baseball conspiracy theories to start the day. It's only one today, but Matt's degenning his ass off on this one already. I'm uh, I'm on a little bit of a hot. Brian and I are both doing pretty well. I think we're the blog. We're like five and two in our last seven or something like that. We're both doing pretty well so far in the playoffs. Uh, wow, the first play is an actual play. The second play is a it makes me sad play. Um, going with the Phillies team total over. Uh, back in noobs here. Back in his Phillies. I'm a uh, at home, they've been fantastic so far in playoffs. They've had those two games against the Braves. The crowd's going nuts. They have five homers in the two in the two home games they played in the, uh, the NLDS. Um, the crowd's going wild. They have, I think, 17 total runs to it's nine and eight, uh, respectively, in those two games. So I like them to come home in front of a wild crowd tied one-to-one to get things going in this game. Whether or not they win both games at home, I'm not sure. But I think the game three at home with a tied series with that crowd, you're going to see some balls leave the ballpark in Philly. And then to make me sad, uh, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, who are remember signed the two not the exact same contracts. I think Manny's was ten years, three hundred million. Bryce Harper's like thirteen for three thirty. The White Sox were considered front runners for both of them um, at certain points in that courtship free agency path. Whatever they decided to cheap out and sign neither, and now look at both of them, the best players on NLCS teams. They actually had a graphic for Game One of their contracts and how good they've been since they signed them. So to make myself, uh, this is more of like Dan's. Dan likes to call it an emotional hedge. I think I might just sprinkle on this. So if they both hit a home run, and uh, instead of wondering why they're not on the White Sox, I can just be happy that I hit a twenty-three to one parlay. Uh, and they've both been really good these playoffs. Bryce Harper has been fantastic. Manny Machado has been really good. They really are the uh, backbones of both of those lineups. So it's a fun uh, twenty-three to one parlay that might make me less sad if it hits. <laughs> I like that. I like an emotional hedge. I'm a big fan yeah, of that. Yeah, you have to emotionally to hedge sometimes. Harper's been mashing the ball, apparently from what I understand from baseball people, because I don't understand any of this crap. Citizens Bank Park is a good park for him to hit in? Yeah, it's a hitter's park. It's a little bit shorter to write. And then, I mean, uh, it's a much more hitter-friendly park than Petco Park, too. That's a, it's a bigger park. It's not necessarily known as a hitter's friendly hitter-friendly park. And uh, I believe Manny Machado had a home run on the road too against the Dodgers, so he's not afraid of, of hitting away from San Diego. So I, I like both of those guys to to make their impacts felt tonight. I did think about an over seven and a half, but I just I wanted to rock with with Philly at the three and a half. I don't think that's too big of a bar to clear. I can dig it. And yeah, I forgot Patrick is a St. Louis uh, Homer fan too. So yeah, suck it all you guys in the chat, Dan and Patrick. Twins won those World <laughs> Series. That's the last time Minnesota experienced any joy. Um, and before Were that, you a Twins fan <clears throat> back then, Andy? 
like joy in general or very i was very young you know even for the 91 i was like six or seven so i sort of remember that i don't i don't remember 87 at all i gotta say the the last the last time minnesota experienced joy before that probably the miracle on ice since that team was like 58 percent people from st minnesota yeah that's uh yeah, it's been a while for anyone. So, all right, we'll uh, we'll spin on over to the NBA then. Where it's a it's it's against your rule. Big slate, big bets. Like you have a bunch today. Usually, this is like yeah, there's like twenty games. I have one bet. That is kind of how it went last year, but um, a lot stuck out to me today. And it's early in the season, so. Um, this is when you have a chance to really take advantage of some of your opinions and some of what you think are edges. And we'll talk about a bet that I know Whale talked a little bit about on the uh, halftime show, kind of broke down that concept in general. But we'll start with Jazz Timberwolves. Um, Jazz totals um, still continue to be low. It looks like they're still being tied to some prior data uh, from last year where they had Rudy Gobert, a defensive player of the year favorite pretty much every season. Um, This is a much different team. Minnesota, you look at their first game, really shocked that that game went under, but you start to dig into some of the numbers. Poor shooting night for Minnesota, um, really took their foot off the gas in the second half as well. And we saw the Jazz come out and really snooker the Nuggets. And I think they can be competitive with this lineup for as long as it is together, whether that be taken apart from health or trades or things like that. But um, the Timberwolves, I think, will have a better shooting night tonight if we get any improvement in that whatsoever. The pace was right where we want it to be. It was right around 104, almost 105 in that game, and they should dictate here. Really like the over 228. Um, New Orleans Pelicans absolutely ran over the Brooklyn Nets. Um, This team looks like they're having a lot of fun. Zion Williamson is back, and no reason they shouldn't run over the Charlotte Hornets, a much worse team than the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Somehow have even worse players in terms of rim protectors. Uh, Miles Plumlee is going to have a really rough night tonight. P.J. Washington is going to be overmatched. Uh, New Orleans, the Pelicans really like to attack at the rim. They score most of their Uh, buckets close to the basket again especially with Zion I expect them to put up a really big number and really take care of the Hornets Uh, the Orlando Magic we love the Magic we're going to continue to bet them um, almost beat the Detroit Pistons and I know the Pistons aren't quite as good as the Falcons who the Magic will be placing tonight but Atlanta was really lucky to cover that number of nine and a half in the first game I actually bet Orlando at plus eight um, last night it's ticked up to nine here the Hawks are taking some money it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. This is going to be a much tougher match for the Hawks than it was in their first game. And again, pretty lucky to come out of that game with a 10-point victory, in my opinion. So give me the Magic plus nine. And then a play that Drew talked a little bit about on the show, and I couldn't agree more. Um, the market really slow to react to what should be a different Boston Celtics team this year. We saw it in the preseason. We heard talk of it from their new coach. Um, we saw it in game one. They are really going to try to push the ball, try to get out and fast breaks and be a lot more fast and more dynamic team than we've seen the past couple of seasons. Um, going up against the Miami Heat team that pushed the pace a little bit more and I think will definitely um, kind of run with the Celtics here. I don't think that they'll be able to slow this game down and dictate pace the way they want to. So give me the, not only the Celtics team total over here, um, had this closer to 115 myself and then the full game over 219 had this in the 220s. Um, might actually see how this number moves. If it starts to look like you know more people are going to be betting the over and it starts to move up, I might even go in and grab some more alts and things like that later. Just should be a ton of points in this Celtics-Miami game tonight. So a couple totals, a couple spreads, a lot tonight on a big NBA slate. I have, I'm looking, have, a, have an I'm NBA question for you. total. That's my favorite mm. one of the day. 
we talked about on the the NBA preseason bets show on Tuesday. You like the Bulls this year, and you're fading the Wizards pretty hard. Why are the Bulls two and a half point underdogs in Washington tonight? I mean, that that opening night win in Miami was pretty impressive. Demar looked like same old Demar. They they got more contributions off the bench. Io looked good. Why are they underdogs? No Zach Levine. It is in Washington. And Washington looked pretty impressive, honestly. Um, got some of their death players back. So I think it's a concern about whether or not the Bulls can do it for a second time in a row with Levine out. I mean, I don't mind the Bulls at plus money. That was pretty close to a bet for me, but I'm just going to kind of watch and see what that line does today. People Fair keep enough. betting Washington. And I mean, if the Bulls get out to three, three and a half, I'll have some Bulls. They're at two and a half, and I, I sprinkled a little bit of their money line this morning just to love the way they looked in that opener against yeah, the Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a bad bet at all. All right, Celtics, team total over. This turns into a blowout. I'm going to be angry. What do you mean it's not available? Oh, they took <laughs> It's off the board after I tried to bet. Uh, thanks a lot, book. I'm not even going to mention what book. Great radio. All, yeah, all of a sudden, it just everything goes gray on me, as if the game is like live right now. All right, well, gotta get in golf. Now. Golf. A couple bets time, for day. I didn't have any round one plays. I'm not sure the last time this happened. I guess it's more likely to happen in a non-cut event with a small field where there's just not as many offerings, and there's a lot of golfers that are really close and near the top and probably priced honestly very accurately so did not have a single round one bet which was uh unusual for me i guess uh i do have a couple um one i wanted to focus on was ricky fowler kind of a weird one he had a really good week last week and when i pulled my numbers up it said hey fade ricky fowler again and it made me a little nervous because he did get a new you know new swing coach what have you, new new caddy. Like he made some when someone makes changes around equipment or coaching or caddying, and then they play markedly better than you know their their baseline projections, it does give me a little pause before I just blindly fade him and now I'm mad that I didn't. Um I guess, you know, I'm fine erring on the side of caution. I'm fine, you know, being that way and not jumping into some of these and getting stupid. But he shot three over yesterday. I don't know. Honeymoon's over, apparently. And where my numbers make this is much, much, much bigger favorite for Tom Kim, despite his smaller sample size. So laying the half stroke today with Tom Kim over Ricky Fowler, minus 113. Found this at Bookmaker. You don't have to make a strong case for Tom Kim. The guy's won a couple tournaments now. He's the he's the locomotive boy. And Ricky Fowler, if he returns to anything near his long-term form, Probably shoots over par again today. Looking for that. This one doesn't start until, oh gosh, like 2 o'clock Eastern. So you've got some time. Um, this is a, it's an East Coast tournament, but still there's no splits. There's no waves or anything because it's only 78 golfers. So it's actually one of the later tee times. So that's uh, it. If you want to check out anything else I'm betting over the weekend on the golf, betspertsgolf.com. Dot com. Dot com. Um, and then, yeah, family's gone tomorrow. I'm dropping them off at the damn airport, Matt. Uh, this is going to be one of the first Saturdays where I'm probably going to put on my fleece sweatpants, get some queso, watch college football for like 11 hours. I mean, it's, you know, uh, you could have had a better college football weekend to do it, but this is not – last week would have been the perfect week to do it. But this this isn't a bad one. We still have some pretty – uh pretty fun games here we have a couple of top 10 or top 15 matchups i should say and some ranked matchups 
Um, and we have a bet on your gophers too. I always want to get one of those in on a Friday. Um, I will start though at the top here. This is one of our two top 15 matchups, Clemson and Syracuse. Clemson hosting Syracuse laying 13 and a half. Syracuse ranked number 14. They've been a very nice story up until this point, but they haven't really won that. They haven't don't really have that big of an uh, impressive win on the resume yet. They've played all of their games at home except for one, and the one road test was at UConn. Their two biggest wins are against NC State with Devin Leary out, so didn't have their quarterback, and at home against Purdue in a game that was kind of weird that Purdue probably should have won and just kind of handed back over to Syracuse. As fun as the season has been, as surprising as they are, as, as they're a much better team than we thought they'd be this year, this is a test that they're probably not ready for going into Clemson, a team that's firing on all cylinders, a team that has a quarterback and offense that's kind of starting to figure it out much better than they were last year. He's seemingly getting better every week. So I really like Clemson laying the 13 and a half at home against Syracuse. I kind of think this is a little bit of a, a come back to earth moment for the orange um, in the big 10. We have a couple games. I like Purdue plus two and a half and on the money line at Wisconsin. I get that they don't really ever beat Wisconsin and they almost never beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin, but this is a different situation. Uh, Purdue is a better football team at this point. They have a better offense. Their quarterback is in Aiden O'Connell is really good and they control their own destiny for big 10 championship appearance. Now is that big 10 championship appearance probably just getting, you know, killed by Ohio state or Michigan probably, um, but still getting to a Big Ten championship, getting to Indy would be huge for them. And they have an offense that can give Wisconsin a lot of trouble. And if that offense gets going early, I don't think Wisconsin can really compete. They had the nice little uh, fired coach bump with a, with a route of Northwestern, but really came back down to earth losing at, uh, at Michigan State in overtime to a really, really bad Spartans team. So I like Purdue getting points here and on the money line. I know it's a weird spot, but they have to beat Wisconsin sometime. Then Andy, you and I were talking about it a little bit this morning. Uh, Penn State laying five and a half against Minnesota. I think you have them at four. Rumors going that Tanner Morgan might not play, and he's already not that good of a quarterback. So if Minnesota's got to go to a backup going into Happy Valley at night in a whiteout game, Penn State coming off a bad loss against Michigan, so you know they're going to be angry. This feels like one that James Franklin kind of gets things going and tries to run up a score. So I like Penn State here at Minnesota. I, I think Minnesota's really come back to earth after the hot start against some not very good football teams. So I think Penn State gets this one done pretty easily at home. And then I'm going to go with a UCLA-Oregon under 70 and a half. Um, I think this is, this is the lone top 10 matchup of the weekend. I think this should be a really good football game. UCLA getting tested on the road, similar to Syracuse. They've just had one road game. It was at Colorado before they fired Carl Durrell, so not really a test at all there. Um, going to be a hostile environment, but both teams run the ball really, really well, and I think they're both going to try and do that. I think that's going to run some clock. Uh, the defenses are fine, nothing special, but fine. I, I think this one, because both teams want to run the ball and run some play action, I think this is by nature going to stay under that 70 and a half, but that should be a really fun game too. So, so four games on the slate that I'm very much looking forward to. The uh, the backup for Tanner Morgan is I can't say his name. I'm gonna put it on the I'm gonna put it on the screen here. <laughs> I can't say his name. Well, I don't know. Maybe you guys want to you guys want to take a, a shot. Do not know who this person is. Oh. All right, uh, Ethan Kaliakmanis. 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 Yeah. I was gonna say Kaliakmanis. Yeah. Kaliakmanis. Maybe you skip the A. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll have to actually turn the sound on so I can hear someone else. I've never say, but... seen the first name Ethan. I've seen Nathan. I've seen Aiden. I've never seen Ethan. 
Yeah, hundred and seven thousand fans. Good luck to this kid. Have fun with that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough place to make your first start. I think he, I think he might be a freshman. I double check on that. So, all right, that's it. Except for tennis, we're gonna close it out with uh, one more tennis play for the week, huh? Absolutely, and we find we're going back. It's it's been really a lot of totals lately. Um, all the totals look pretty solid to me today, um, but two money line prices looked. Little short to me, I guess. Well, high. I never know how to actually say that when in terms of big favorites, but uh, both women here I have much bigger favorites than what we're seeing on the board. Start with Jesse Pakula. She goes against Sloane Stevens. Um, you know, the angle for Sloane Stevens is she's been very good on these courts. There's been very few WTA events played here, but one Guadalajara earlier in the year, I think only dropped two sets on the way to her title there. Uh, has played well this week, beaten a lot of very good players, but. Pagula is the much better player than Sloan is at this point, especially um, on some of these quicker, hardcore surfaces. Um, for this parlay here, I was able to get Pagula at minus 225. I have that uh, deeper than minus 300. I think Pagula really wins, and it might be a tough match. This you know, this might go three sets and stuff like that, but I like Pagula here to win pretty much you know most of the time, if not always, here against Sloan Stevens. Again, Stevens could have a great match, but really like Pagula here at the price that I'm getting her at minus 225. And then Marie Buzkova goes up against Anna Kalinskaya. Kalinskaya struggled with um, injuries, her health generally for most of the year. And not that Buzkova doesn't either, but um, is generally very good about which tournament she picks to play. Generally comes in and when she does, plays very well, has looked great this week. Doesn't seem to be bothered at all by the altitude. Looks to finally be in good physical shape here for some reason at the end of the season here. So um, looking at a minus 240, have this at minus 350 myself. So put the two together, you get plus 110. Again, just gives you two winners here today. We'll be cheering two outrights. We've got Coco Goff. She's a pretty decent favorite today. And Kudermatova, a short favorite. So cheering some outrights. And then we've got the other two matches here. <laughs> Definitely putting that bet in. Ethan. Ethan says Athens are mortal. It's almost like Ethan, except spelled dumb. Mm. I don't know. It'll be funny when this kid spins it for like 400 and we're wishing Tanner Morgan was in, but I don't know much about him. Regardless, I was able to put in my Boston team total over bet. I think that was just a glitch. I don't think they were like mad at me because it came back up and it was the same price. It's not like they points bet pulled one of those where you try to bet a future and it spins the wheel and change the price. You still want this? We took your info. We're going to just move the bet without making a bet, which is an ass clown move on uh, some of these. Some of these books are pulling some shenanigans once in a while, guys. Keep your eyes open. And a lot of shit. There's some chicanery, some skullduggery. Um, Tom foolishness. Tom, Tom foolishness on top of all of it. So, no, that uh, I was able to bet that. That is now that you and Drew. Uh, talked me into something. I look forward to the 79 points scored by the Boston Celtics in the first half. <laughs> yeah. I love the optimism. This is going over in the third quarter. So appreciate Matt joining us. I know he's busy on Fridays, making no, time in his schedule to hop in I here did. and talk some college football and baseball. I'm busy in my Friday mornings trying to clear it so I can play golf Friday afternoon. That's what, that's what that's Friday morning. That's fair. I know it's super nice. Up in the Midwest. If you live in the Midwest, it's like go, 70 degrees today. Even if you don't go out golf, go take your dog for a walk. Go just walk by yourself. It's Be so outside nice right now. Just get outside, guys. I'm going to go eat Do tacos it. outside here in a little bit. So we'll catch you guys on Monday. Best of luck to everybody. And hopefully uh, Noops is bragging about a tennis outright winner on Monday, guys. <laughs>